Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Thursday, December 23rd, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is letting my brain go down the rabbit hole too much in terms of all the domino effects that this uh, Olympic break going away thing is causing, and my head is hurting, Russ. Yeah, my head hurts a little today, too. I'm with you. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers to keep up to date on all the Flyers news, our episodes, all that fun stuff. You can also email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. You can find the aforementioned Russ Cohen on Twitter at Sportsology. On today's show, we are going to talk about the officially official decision about the Olympics and some of the implications as to what that means. And then we will do our Thursday prospect profile, this time on draft eligible uh, American prospect Seamus Casey. And it's Festivus, so we're going to air some grievances, which, you know, <laughs> to get to do a nemesis of the week and grievances all in one week, man, this is my time to shine, Russ. It's a good week. <laughs> Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. Hit that subscribe button and you will get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. All right. So yeah, it's officially official now. The Olympics are a no-go. We talked about it yesterday because we knew that it was, you know, pretty much a done deal on that front. But based on any of the official statements that came out today, did you change your opinion on anything in terms of, you know, the politics of it and the league, you know, trying to... Uh, make sure that the players are sort of responsible, but the players making sure the league made the call. I I did not change my opinion at all. When I saw Donald Fear's statement, it was kind of like an apology to the fans and circumstances are such that we can't go. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's great. I mean, I get it. You got games to play. You also want to get paid, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. it's just, I, I feel bad. It's like a lot of informed fans understand that it's not the NHL's fault on this. But a lot of uninformed fans think it's the NHL's fault on this. And the NHL has no way of really apologizing like the players were just able to do, even though they were the ones driving the bus all this time. So the the one thing that we don't know for sure is that the NHL actually enacted the clause because of the amount of games being um, postponed. My guess is they did, but we don't know that for sure. Yeah, the final tally at this now uh, Christmas holiday break is that there are 140 reported active players in COVID protocol, which is 19% of rosters. 26 of the 32 teams have at least one player, uh, six head coaches, and the Flyers vs. Caps game was the 50th postponed game, 45 of which had happened in the last nine days. So... That's that's a lot. And so if they had to invoke it, even if it was behind the scenes, it seems pretty justified to me. Yeah, I mean, the Flyers was a milestone one for sure. And they'll have a way of making it up. And so I would rather them be on, you know, error on the side of caution. If you look at what the NFL is doing and they have over 200 players and they have more players, I get it. But they have over 200 players in, in protocol. 
coaches, all kinds of things. Uh, games, important games down the stretch are being decided by their COVID policy and not necessarily on the field. And you don't want that to happen in the NHL. And I know the NHL doesn't want that to happen. That's the biggest thing they've stressed for the last two years is they still want the season to have the right competitive balance. And this is the only way to do it. Yeah, you're right there. I mean, I saw, you know, on the NBA side of things, there was potentially a game that was going to have eight G League players come up for one team. And like, at what point is that not your team anymore? You know? Right. Yeah. Especially in a game like basketball, where you don't have, you know, a very deep roster, right? Yeah, if you're missing your top three guys on the NBA team, it's you're wreaking havoc. Well, you are right that we will be officially using the uh, February 6th to 22nd break to make up games. And I looked up the Wells Fargo Center schedule for that time period because I have no life. And, <laughs> um, you know, it looks like the dates available now are February 6th, which I don't think is likely to be used for a makeup game just because of the All-Star game, which is still happening. Right. But uh, the 7th, the 16th, 17th, 21st, and 22nd. So it's like five or six days, depending on whether or not you count the 6th. And given that the Flyers have two games to reschedule and one was home and one was away, you know, that gives them some wiggle room for four more games to be postponed between now and then, which that does not feel comfortable to me, I got to say. No, but I mean, and because the Sixers, like, if things started to roll off the, off the wagon for, off the wheel, wheels came off for them, uh, they would need makeup game time too. So luckily they don't have a ton scheduled. I mean, you would think like, I don't know, Disney on ice and some of those things would be rolling in. So they're lucky it's not. Yeah, they didn't book anything long-term like that. Just uh, some Sixers games and a lot of concerts. So, okay. you know, uh, I think they were at least smart about that aspect of it. Chris Peters put out an interesting article uh you know kicking off the well now that we don't have nhlers who's going to make these olympic teams and uh for team usa he included ronnie addard and noah cates which i thought was interesting yeah um kevin allen had just said on another show we were talking about this and he said he was told there would be some college players on the olympic team but we don't know to what degree and what quality so in other words would um michigan give up own power Mm -hmm. i don't know I don't know, because there's four or five guys, then you probably would be giving up for Michigan. And if you did, uh, if anything happened over there, you're, you know, their season's essentially over. And then who knows if they're coming back next year. So I, I do think you can get some lesser players. It's not to say that Adder and the Cates aren't good, but I do think you could get some less important stars like that. And, and Cates is really good to his team. Don't get me wrong, but still not at the same kind of level that like an all power would be. So I do think there's a chance. Yeah, I think, but I don't, again, I'm still in the camp until I see it. I don't know how much the colleges are going to let these guys go. No, because especially they have their own COVID protocols yes. at, at the schools. And so to make that work with what's going on with the Olympics, I think, you know, to put them at risk for being stuck in China for three to five weeks, you know, going into the Frozen Four tournament. I don't think that's ideal either. It's not. And that's why I still 
I'm sort of like hedging, even though things are being said. I mean, things were being said all along that the Olympics are going to happen, and they are going to happen, just not with NHLers, right? So we'll wait and see. The other thing we did learn yesterday was that they canceled the AHL All-Star Weekend, uh, which Laval was supposed to host. Uh, This is the second year in a row it's been canceled for them, which just uh, so unfortunate. I know they've been looking forward to it for a while, but given that it's in Canada and border crossing issues, there was just no way to make it work. Well, it's, it's not even that. It's zero fans till the end of the month in Quebec. Yes. So that's really the 100% reason. And then everything else is still a problem. Bad choice of Laval. It's terrible. Like, if it would have been, like, I don't know, in Texas, they probably still have it. So it's just unfortunate. The last thing I want to talk about related to this news is the Winter Classic. Because I do know it's an outdoor event. So I'm sure they're going to do everything in their power to try and make it happen. Uh, It's, you know, Dallas versus St. Louis. Right now, I think between those two teams, there's only one player in COVID protocol. But I feel like Mm -hmm. they're going to, like, put these players in hidden rooms or something somewhere so that they can still have this game. Well, this is their big moneymaker. So I think what will happen is, and I'm just guessing here, that on the 26th, everybody will come back in. They'll get more positive tests than they expected, and they'll start the season on the first. And if they start the season on the first, then they're pretty rest assured not many guys will come up positive in that game. Fans will be outdoors. They'll cancel some things, like they may not have the outdoor events that they normally would for that. They definitely won't have like media skating on the ice that I used to love to do. They won't have that. They might go complete Zoom on interviews, and that's fine because, you know, But again, everything else is outdoors, and I think they can get away with it otherwise. Yeah, I think you're spot on there. Well, we will see how this develops uh, when uh, things get spun back up next week. But we're going to start looking toward the future. And part of that is World Juniors, and part of that is draft-eligible prospects. We've been talking about some of them, and we will be talking about Seamus Casey coming up next. And maybe they'll have... uh... Fantasy for World Juniors, you never know. But let's talk about Stat Hero. Nobody plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team that you want to face one-on-one. The never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are four times better. Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much better you're going to play, play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head-to-head is what daily fantasy sports should be, one-on-one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey. Use promo code hockey for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash hockey, promo code slash hockey. Terms and conditions apply. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Flyers your first listen every day. And for your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from all of our local experts, including us. 
All right. So again, one of my favorite segments we do every week is our prospect profile. And uh, we were talking before the show, Russ, I picked this one today. You did? Uh, even though you're the one who's going to talk more about him since you have a <laughs> lot of the inside knowledge. But Seamus Casey was of interest to me for a couple of reasons. First, we've been talking a lot about the Flyers defense. And so I was kind of, you know, looking through all the various lists of draft eligible prospects and Seamus Casey caught my eye for a couple of reasons. Um, He's a right-handed defenseman. Uh, He's on the U S national team development program, junior squad right now in the USHL. I thought it was interesting. A, he's from Florida, which is kind of cool. Yep. And he's another one of these Michigan commits for the 23-24 season, which means like a lot of people really like him, right? <laughs> if you look at his rankings right now, you know, one list had him as high as six, as low as 40, but the median of like seven or eight different rankings, you know, early goings for sure is about 16. And I think that's in the flyer zone, potentially. Yeah, I think he is somewhere in middle to bottom of the first round. Six seems way over aggressive, especially for what he where he plays uh, at the NTDP. So as an example, when I saw him early in the year, he was on the third pairing playing the right side. When I just saw him a week ago, he was on the second pairing playing the left side. So he could play the left or the right. Which is interesting because, you know, unless you actually see these things, sometimes you don't realize when guys can do it. Sometimes guys do it, you know, naturally on the ice for a couple seconds here and there. But there are some guys that never can play the other side. They're just not any good. Um, He's not the biggest guy, but he's a really good skater. So the speed is there. He has definite offensive ability, but within the NTDP, it's not like he gets used in the big role for that. Uh, He definitely gets his chances. I like the way... He presents his stick. I like his passing. He's a really, really good passer, very skilled passer. So this is a guy who, on an NHL squad, probably is, he could be a th- a five or a six. I don't know if he's any higher than that. Uh, I would have to see more, and I've seen him a few times already. Hasn't struck me that he's going to be top four material. But, again, in the NHL, if you get... As important as defense is, I don't think every first-round pick has to be a top-four guy either. I don't. Because a lot of guys get picked in the first round that are power play guys, as an example, and you might take them and they're a number five. That's fine. Because that's, you know, that's the Keith Yandel role, for lack of a better word, better term. But So Seamus definitely has potential. The fact that he's an 0-4 is good. The fact that he's going to play in the Big Ten with Michigan is good. He definitely will play with some of their uh, top talent. The fact that he can't crack the top four in the um, NTDP makes me think that I'm not going to put him, you know, as high as six or anything. But I could see him being sort of middle of the list there and definitely puts him in the range for the Flyers. And and I think, again, there was going to be Flyers fans that say, we have so many defensemen. But again, you really don't because... Justin Braun, maybe they sign him for another year. Maybe they don't. Ristolainen, maybe they sign him for a few more years. Maybe they don't. And if that's the case, then, you know, Zamula eventually is, eventually is up and York is eventually up. And maybe even some, somebody like Hogberg is a, is a depth guy. And before you know it, when he's ready in three more years, somebody else is gone and you do need it. So I wouldn't rule out them getting a defenseman. It's not sexy to say that, though. Yeah, I just think that, you know, somebody with a lot of upside – 
um, but kind of knows where his sweet spot is, for lack yeah. of a, a better term, is a really good option for the Flyers, where you really know like what you're getting. And it just seemed like everything I read about this kid is like that was the case, that there's like not a ton of mystery to him. Right. No, and and again, he, he plays a good amount of minutes, too. So, yeah, I think he would be a fine pick for them. I think this is the kind of guy where, like you said, a lot of times when you want to pick a player, teams are picking where they've been, where they're going before they get to you. So in other words, if you can get a guy that's going to Michigan, you're, you know that that guy's in good hands. If you get a guy and he goes to like the KHL and it's not one of the big teams like Ska or something, you know, then you, then you worry a little bit. Then you're like, uh, like our contact will be limited. We don't know what the coaching is going to be like. All those things come into play when an organization wants to choose a player. So yeah, Seamus Casey would be a really good pick. And I do think he'll be there for him. And, and those two things definitely line up. So, you know, if you're going to make a big master list, you could put them on the master list. You know, one of the other things, you know, as we're getting ready for World Juniors, I was looking at the Team USA squad and all eight of the defensemen on the squad have already been drafted, right? And so I'm just thinking about, okay, who are the guys that are going to move into those slots next season, for the the team USA, you know, senior team. Just um, for the U twenty for the under twenty, yeah. The U twenty team, yeah. And so like where do you think he might fit into that squad? I mean, without looking too far ahead, I think he would be on that team. Uh there's a few other defensemen who are currently playing in the national program that would probably be there too, but I think it's fair to say that for that, yeah, he could be in the top four for that. So I think there's a chance for that if things keep going the way they're going for him. So, yeah, I mean, he's the kind of guy that you want to get all of that experience. The more Flyers, you know, prospects that can play in the World Juniors, the better. I mean, Carolina just set a record. They have 10. 10's a lot. Yeah, and right now the the Flyers only have two confirmed. But I think yeah. there's a few rosters that have not been finalized yet. Yeah, and I, I want to say there have been years where, you know, the Flyers have had five or six. Definitely during the Hextall era, um, there were at least five or six, maybe even as high as seven. So, but ten's a lot. <laughs> I got to say that. Carolina could be scary coming up. Oh, yeah. They're already a yeah. little scary, so. They're getting closer. Like, you know, everybody sort of looks at them. So this is how you build from the bottom up. And they've had good scouting for many, many years. Well, I am excited to keep track of Seamus Casey. Um, he looks like a lot of fun and uh, a guy to keep an eye on for Flyers fans. One of the things about not having a ton of Flyers prospects in World Juniors, I can kind of enjoy it a little bit more with a little bit less pressure to root for particular teams or bet on particular teams. And uh, so if I'm going to do that, I'm going to head straight over to bet online. They have you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues their March to the playoffs bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season, head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. 
You got basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Russ, we we have reached that moment. It is the festivus airing of the grievances. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I am. I am. All right. So I think we're going to do three each. Okay. Allowing us to get a lot of our, uh, our, our anger or our frustration out there, which is never a bad thing. So for me, I'm going to start with my first one, which is very Flyers specific, and that I am still bitter that the draft lottery that we had the luck in in 2017 was a less desirable year and it did not work out for the Flyers. <laughs> like this haunts me forever. It will haunt me forever. And just knowing, like you look at that draft and where the Flyers should have picked if they did not win the lottery is the Nick Suzuki slot. That bothers me a lot because I think it would have been nice to have him on the Flyers. Sure. As a mid first round pick, you know, not superstar, but a real solid player, certainly doing more things than Nolan Patrick is. I, I certainly understand. Like we've been through that whole discussion before, but I'm still going to be better about it because I wish the Flyers could have transferred that lottery luck into a different year. Are we alternating or are we yes, going? You are. Okay. Up. So I am up. I'm going to say uh, no draft. The fact that I've been doing the draft remotely for a couple of years now and haven't been on the draft floor, haven't been at the draft, haven't seen my friends there, haven't had a good time at some of the pubs, all of that, I miss all of that desperately. And it's just, it stinks that I haven't been able to do it. I'm still hopeful for Montreal this year. I'm really crossing my fingers for that. You and me both. And that is a great segue into my second grievance that I have, which was travel related. And I was pretty definite on going to the Alberta World Juniors, um, whether it was, you know, going to be last year when they um, did it in the bubble or this year where it's, you know, with fans. And man, I, I just have always wanted to go to the World Juniors and I've never been. There's only two things left on my sports bucket list and that is one of them. And it just really bothers me that I cannot check it off my list. Yeah, I'm going to match you on that one. It's been, now it'll be like three years. Maybe I'll get to go next year to the World Juniors. I've been to three or four of them. It is an amazing event to cover. I will be covering it remotely again, which I'm thankful for, but I really do want to be there. But to be there this year is nearly impossible if you're American. So I'm with you on this. Uh, it really irks me. I'm going to watch a lot. Whether I'm watching live or not, my DVR is always full this time of year, and I love the tournament. So this is going to be tough. It's going to be tough to not be there. I know a few people that are there, and I'm happy for them. I'm sad for me and for you. Yeah, no, it's okay to resent other people. That's what Festivus is all about. <laughs> That's true. All right, you're up. Well, I'm going to say the, um, the last one here is I stayed away from the All-Star game. And if they have it, I'll be mad. If they don't have it, I'll be mad. 
Either way, I'm going to be mad. I, I haven't been to an All-Star game in probably about three years, maybe four. Uh, there are other things to cover, but I had to make a choice. And I chose um, to cover the more prospect-related stuff because I just didn't know how everything's going to work out in Vegas via COVID and traveling and everything else. And I still don't know. And so I had to make a choice there. And I do feel like it will be a lot of fun in Vegas if that All-Star game happens. So I'll be mad if it's happening. I'll be happy that I can watch it at home. I'll be mad that I'm not there. And I'd be mad if they canceled it. I'm just, I'm just, it's a really tough situation to be in. It is very hard to be resentful when there's mitigating circumstances. But at the same time, you're like, no, this is like, this is what I do. Like, I need to be there. Like, if it was a no-brainer situation, I would have just gone, right? But I have to worry about, because I'm a, I'm a singular person who's not backed by a big company, so I've got my own travel to worry about and all those other things, and I can't take a bath on that. Uh, I certainly understand that. Well, my last grievance is hockey-related in general, and I think it's just the resignation that I have that there are certain penalties that it will never be clear what is an actual (laughs) penalty and I hate that like I wish we could know for sure for instance what is goaltender interference I'd like to know I'd like it to be clear and definite and it never will be and that bothers me a lot, just knowing that we'll never know. We can't even put a chip in the puck to know if a puck's over the line. Goalies are like Houdinis. They're like, they hide so much with their pads and their gloves, and they obscure the vision of any kind of camera in the net. Why can't we get a chip in the puck? Why can't we know these things? We can't. It's just horrible. That's my fourth. I don't care. <laughs> no, that's certainly fair. It's like, you're right, because some things you don't know if it's a goal or not because the puck is underneath the goaltender. So the chip would help things, at least for that. You it really s- would. How much could it cost? <laughs> Maybe Gary Bettman's salary, right? <laughs> not that much. He makes a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for our grievances. I certainly enjoyed that. I don't know about you, Russ. Me too. No, I feel better. Yes. So uh, if if you have some grievances and you want to send them our way, we'll be happy to uh, absolve you of any guilt for having them. Wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing, we saw via Instagram, uh, Travis Konechny's now wife, Carly, posted that they uh, surprise got married. Yeah, and they had their they had their dogs in the wedding party. I love that. I know it's so cute, little baby, some dogs can't go wrong. And, it was uh, awesome. Yeah, it was really great. Super happy for both of them. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good he's a good person. I know him from junior days, and so yeah, I'm happy for him. That'll do it for today's show we will be back again with uh more holiday themed content for our christmas eve show and uh talk a little more about world juniors as a reminder we always want to hear from you send us in questions via twitter at lockdown flyers or you can email the show at lockdown flyers at gmail.com i am rachel i'm on twitter at r miriam that's r-m-i-r-i-a-m i'm russ i'm at sportsology S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. 
Have a great Festivus, everyone.